Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of B-School. I'm so incredibly glad that you're here. Before we launch into today's content, I want to ask you to take the listener survey. It's at taylorelise.com slash survey, or you can find it in the show notes. Really, the goal with it is to understand how I can serve you best with this content. So take two minutes to do that and see the content that you want to see. Okay, let's get into it. So we've been spending the past several weeks going through what my goal setting process looks like, and we're so close to writing the goals on paper, but there's one step that we got to get to first, which is connecting to our feelings. And probably if you've been around B-School, you know that feelings is a thing that we like to talk about. I think our feelings have a lot to teach us. Um, They offer us places to explore and to engage. And so, of course, we're going to get into feelings. And if you're thinking, okay, Taylor, but what about when we did all this reflection? Weren't there feelings involved in that? Yeah, yeah, there were. But these feelings are looking in the rearview mirror. It's how you felt last year. And you're putting yourself in that place where you can connect to how you felt before. What I want to do in today's episode is to envision how we want to feel going forward when we're looking at either our personal new year around our birthday or the coming new year with the seasons, or you're just like, you know what, today's Monday and I need a fresh start. You want to look at your feelings going forward. So that's what we're going to do today. And some people might think, okay, this is where we talk about choosing a word of the year. I've done that. That's actually part of how this episode started or not episode, this podcast started was I had three words of the year and I saw a podcast as a way that I could live into all of those words of the year. Now, that's not exactly what I do anymore. I don't do a word of the year, not because I think it's bad, but because I found mantras and core desired feelings to be more useful for me personally. So if you love a word of the year, more power to you. Remember, this is a living case study in aligned action. So this is just what works for me. And you can try it on, take it off. The important part is that you're experimenting. So what works for me generally is to have a mantra and a core desired feeling. And I have to give a shout out to my dear friend, Amelia Ruby, PhD, who has a book out, I'll put it in the show notes, called 50 Feminist Mantras, which is full of mantras if you want inspiration. But she also has done these workshops where she led people through the process of building a mantra, and she used this formula, verb plus value. So an example of that could be seek simplicity, choose joy, a verb and a value. And for people who are just getting started with building mantras, this could be something where you use your verb plus value formula to find a mantra. 
it's been helpful to me in the past too. My mantra this year actually didn't come from that. Well, it fits that formula, but I wasn't intentionally trying to build that formula. It felt like it was gifted to me. So I was in my journal doing this work that I've been talking to you about for the past few weeks. And I felt the word I want to say is whisper, but it's kind of like a knowing where I saw root deeper, add water. And I was like, oh, that, that's my mantra. Root deeper, add water. It just kind of came to me. And mantras are beautiful things because they give you a sense of direction, something to do. Going back to that verb and value, a verb is something that you do. But they also unfold. Here's what I mean by that. So I thought that this mantra, root deeper, add water, meant that I wasn't supposed to do anything new. Like root deeper, this is the things that you've got going on. You've got the podcast and inner workout. You've got the consulting and facilitation. Those are your things. Root deeper in them, add some water. No new things, no new projects, no new friends, 2021. That's what I thought it meant. And I still think that there's an element in that. I'm being discerning in what I say yes to and no to in the coming year. And remember, these things that I did personally, I did them around my birthday, which is at the end of November. So it's partly the end of November birthday stuff and partly looking towards the new year that's coming. This is applicable to you whenever you want to do some goal setting, but just for context so that you know that I've been working with this mantra for a while. I actually first started thinking about this probably in late August, early September. So I've been doing reflection, getting ready for my personal new year for a while. And over time, over that time, there's been some new shades of how I interpret what it could mean. So the root deeper add water, originally I thought it was no new things. Now it seems more about like getting to the root of things. There's that quote, I believe it's Angela Davis, where she talks about how radical just means getting to the root. I feel like I'm supposed to be radically understanding how I can be of service. So getting through all of the, I should do this or so-and-so did this and that worked for them in rooting into what it is that I am specifically gifted to do and then watering that. Not trying to water that thing that's in someone else's garden, but water my garden so that I can bring what I'm supposed to bring to this world. So that's now. That's been a few months of me experimenting and sitting with this mantra. And we'll see how it continues to shift when I'm here a year later looking back and seeing what Root Jeeper Add Water meant to me. But that's part of the fun of mantras is it's an adventure. You have the starting point, but as you keep coming back to it, you realize, oh, but that can also mean that. And it can, it can feel kind of like this too. Man, it actually is much broader than I thought it was. They're just so beautiful in that you can return to them. And I think of mantras in the same way that I think of like a palm stone, something that you hold on to, it kind of grounds you, brings you back to where you are. That's what a mantra is for me, but for my mind. Sometimes my mantra is this challenge. It's this challenging tone that's saying, hey, Taylor, root deeper, add water. Sometimes my mantra is this gentle hug or loving reminder. Root deeper, add water. 
Sometimes it's a whisper, sometimes it's loud, but it's this thing that I can return to when I'm feeling distracted, when I'm feeling pulled in all different directions, I can come back to my mantra. It's short and sweet. I don't have to think too much about it. It grounds me. So that's my mantra. And I encourage you to create a mantra of your own and sit with it, play around with it a little bit. Try it on for size. Say, maybe spend a couple days trying to embody your mantra. And as you do it, feel like, ask yourself, is this the growth that I feel like I need to step into in the coming year? Or you might say, oh, you know what? I thought I needed this word, but I actually need a word that's a little bit softer. Or I thought that this was the value, but I think that this actually gets at it a little bit better. You can try it on for size. Don't feel like you have to be confined to it. Just because you write it down once doesn't mean that it has to be yours for the year. We're all about experimentation, testing and learning here, right? Okay. So now we will move into the core desired feelings. Remember I said the mantra and the core desired feeling is what has been helpful to me in orienting my year. And for this one, I have to shout out Danielle Laporte. So if you're not familiar, she is the author of The Desire Map. And a lot of her work is around, okay, how do you want to feel? And I appreciate that because when we get into setting goals, when I get into setting goals, I'll speak for myself. I can so easily start to just picture outcomes. And a lot of times those outcomes have a feeling, an implied feeling. We think we'll feel accomplished. We think we'll feel more confident. We think we'll feel stronger. We think we'll feel sexier, whatever it is that we think we're going to feel when we hit that number of our savings in our bank account, or we get that promotion, or we get that new job. And then sometimes you get them and it's not actually what you wanted. And I'm convinced that it's because I wasn't thinking about how I wanted to feel. I'll share another quote from another incredible Black woman is that people will never forget how we made them feel. Maya Angelou said that, right? And I think it's kind of the same around our goals. When I look back in 30 years, I am probably not going to remember the exact moment that I made a certain amount of money in a month or that I hit a certain amount of followers. But I do, even now, looking back a year later, I can remember the moments when someone said, this tool that you made was really helpful to me. I keep returning back to this. Or I wrote down that thing you said during a speaking engagement and I come back to it regularly. I remember how I felt when I had the, those pieces of impact. And so the same thing goes for goals. You, you want to tap into the feelings because you are going to remember the feeling more than you remember some arbitrary milestone that you set up. And these feelings, like a mantra, can give you a sense of direction. You can tune into decisions and opportunities and ask, okay, is this going to make me feel like the the core desired feeling that I wrote at the beginning of the year? And remember, we have to think at the long term, like there are things that will ultimately get you to a sense of peace, if that's your word. 
but there's going to be some turmoil. If you have to have some hard conversations with yourself or with others, you don't get to the peace right away, but you know, ultimately it will get you to the peace. So I just want to caveat that it's not about just, okay, well, I feel great right now. And then missing out on things because you're afraid of hard work or conflict that might come up that is probably necessary. So will it get you in the direction of your core desired feeling within reason? It's not just with a snap of your fingers. My core desired feeling for my 28th year and for 2021 is security. And this one surprised me a little bit because I take a lot of risks. If you've been a while, around for a while, you probably know that. And I feel like I have a high tolerance for risk. But when I asked myself like, what I really wanted to feel, I wanted to feel secure. In many ways, another reason I love working with the feelings and the words, because there are these shades, there are these different interpretations, words can have multiple meanings. And so when I say security, there's a sense of security in myself, knowing who I am and owning it and being excited about it and acknowledging that I'm not for everyone because I'm not. I want to really feel that and be able to say that in a way where it doesn't feel like I'm trying on someone else's shoes. It feels true to me. I want that sense of I am who I am and I'm here to serve in the way that I'm here to serve. And if it resonates with you, great. And if it doesn't resonate with you, also great. There are so many other teachers who can support you and not even teachers. That's weird because I don't really feel like a teacher. There are so many people, other people on the journey and their journey might resonate with you more. So there's that piece. And then there's security in my relationships. This year has really shown me who my friends are, who the people are that I miss when I can't see them regularly. And I just want to feel secure in and invest deeply in those relationships. And if you remember from the episode around my definitions of success, that's very aligned to one of my definitions of success, which is that I want my inner circle to feel like I'm there for them. I want to be the person who will drop everything for my people. And that means that the people who are (laughs) truly my people is a relatively small circle because I can't drop everything for everyone. So that's one of the senses of security. And then finally, financial security. It probably doesn't come as a surprise to you that when I quit my full-time job and I started working part-time and with plans to ramp up my business, which at then was that at that point was the brand strategy company, it was a hit to my finances. And we had savings and we had to tip into those savings. And we had to be a lot tighter on our budget. And I'm very glad that we did it. But I'm also excited to be stepping into a place where there's more security. And for me, that's happened probably in the second half of 2020. And it feels really good. And I want to see more of that. I am back into this place where I nerd out on my business banking account. Like I have a cool bank that can do a lot of really fun things. And so I'm playing around with that, envisioning what can we do now that there's more than enough instead of just enough in the business bank account. And then personally, like tapping into savings goals, what do we want? 
where do we want to live in the future? What do we want our life to look like? And how can we start putting money towards that and also money towards other people? How can we be generous? Which again, is another one of my measures of success. And so for me, the security is the financial security piece is a way for me to start tactically dreaming in a way that you can only do when there's a certain amount of security. So that's what my core desired feeling is. And I will be taking it into account as I evaluate different opportunities. And when I evaluate potentialities in our business, there's a lot that could happen. There's a lot that, what is the word that I want? There's a lot of potential. And for the next year, at least, I want to screen some of that potential through security. What does it feel like to be secure in myself and in my relationships and in my finances? So for you, as you're thinking about your core desired feeling, this for me kind of popped up as I was rereading my journal and seeing when I felt super secure in myself, my relationships and my finances, and when I didn't. And what shifts started happening as I started seeing more security in there. And I wondered what would happen if I really focused on the security for a year. So you might read back and notice, okay, there were a couple moments last year where I really felt courageous and I felt like myself in a different way. And so I want to focus on the feeling of being courageous. Or you might notice that there was a gap. You talked a lot about wishing that you felt something, wishing that you were a person who felt more peace. Are you wishing that you could experience more joy? And that might be the gap. So it might be something that you've tasted but haven't fully experienced, or it might be something where you really haven't experienced it and you're craving more of it. Those are both good formulas for your core desired feelings. So make your mantra, test it out, make your core desired feeling, test that out before you get into the writing down the goals. I know that this is kind of an extensive process, but it's good because when you just jump into goals without any context, you probably aren't getting the results that you want, or it won't make you feel the way you thought it would make you feel, or you get discouraged because you're not actually working towards a definition of success that you care about. So take the time to do this. Please take the time to do this. Explore get creative, put it someplace, make a phone background. There's so many fun things that you can do too once you've got your mantra and your core desired feeling. So I want to give you a week to play with this before we end up in this place where you're actually creating your goals. So thank you for sticking with me. I am always so honored that you choose to spend this time with me and I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com. 